I always felt like I had to do 20, 30% more. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile because you you had to prove that you know you yeah. were worthy of that. And um, I just think that's made me better in the end. Absolutely. But uh, definitely was there. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and joining me again with uh, part two is Aaron Carbone with Carbone Insurance Services. Aaron, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ben. All righty. So um, for those of you that missed part one, uh, we spent a little bit of time getting to know Aaron uh, on a personal level and her background and really had her dive in deeper to Medicare. Um, so if you have questions about that or if you want to reference some of the, the good information that Aaron provided about Medicare, please listen to part one. This one we're going to um, kind of spin off and, and focus a little bit more about bi- uh, the businesswoman that Aaron is and, and kind of uh, how she runs her day-to-day operations and uh, some of the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly of, of what it is to be a business owner. So, um, And that's kind of the goal of, of part of my podcast, Aaron, just so you know this as we've kind of expanded and, and there's only so much financial topics we can talk about. We can pop on at any time, but having the opportunity to sit down across the table from another business owner like myself um, is important and, and to kind of dive in deeper to, to get in the head of a business owner to see what really makes them tick and, and um, extract as much information out as possible. So hopefully it's not too painful, but um, we're going to give it a shot. So. Sure. Absolutely. All righty. So again, we, we, we know how you got into the business. Um, and back when you were 17 and working while you're going to high school, when you kind of go from that point, take us forward into how it transitioned from, I believe it was MC Robinson, right? Correct. To Carbone Insurance. So t- talk to me a little bit about that and the process of you taking over the ownership of, of the firm. Sure. So yeah, like I said, I started when I was 17 and uh, still in high school and and um then after graduating from college, getting my license for life, life and health, and I ran that end of the business for the most part from that point forward. Mm-hmm. That, that was my responsibility. And then come about 2014, uh, the current owner of MC Robinson suffered some health conditions, as did his wife. And um, we had talked maybe a year to two prior mm-hmm. to that to, you know, about me eventually taking over the business but those medical conditions kind of pushed that forward for him and uh, then I purchased the agency the January 1st of 2016 is when it became official okay so I I kept the MC Robinson name for a while because Mm -hmm. the agency came into existence in the mid 80s so it had quite a bit of longevity with it and um, just wanted the customers to feel confident about the transition and all of them knew me, of course, yeah. for being there for so long. But so I didn't change the name uh, to Carbone Insurance until 2020. Gotcha. And you talk about it so nonchalant. I just purchased the business. That, that's not a <laughs> uh, easy decision, right? No. You didn't just come home from work one day and say, hey, Vinny, I'm buying a business. So t- talk to me about yeah. those conversations. What led you to, to kind of muster up the, the, the strength to go through that and say, I, I can buy this. I want to do this. It's going to cost me this. You know, what, what was kind of going through your head during that time? Yeah, so it's kind of, it's funny because as you know, I'm super conservative yeah. by nature. Very conservative. <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, when it's time for the, if our 
we have a car lease. We start looking a year prior because <laughs> it takes us forever to make a decision. But when it came to purchasing the business, it just, I had done it for so long. I'd mm-hmm. been raised in the business. I really knew nothing else. And it was second nature to me. And I was just so comfortable gotcha. that it just, uh, it made so much sense. And Vinny had supported me all those years sure. and knew that that's where I was headed even when I didn't. So when it came down to it, there was really no question. It was a no-brainer. It, it was just time to do it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So you uh, took over the business. How old were you when, when you uh, bought the business? I would have been like 36. 36, 36. okay. Yeah. We don't, you have to tell us how old you are today. Yeah. We, we don't ask those personal questions. <laughs> <laughs> but 36, and if you could um, rewind and go back in time, would you have... Uh, did you ever feel yourself going in a different direction? Was it always, hey, this is my home. Um, I, I, I feel good here. I want to. I do want to buy this business and run it, mm-hmm. um, given an opportunity. Or did you feel it, uh, kind of in a corner at a crossroads in your career to say, you know what, I think I can go do this on my own and maybe be a competitor against the, the current business owner? Yeah, there was a point in time when I did think that way mm-hmm. um, of going out on my own and and. Uh, but honestly, it was Vinny that said, just stay the course. Yeah. Um, he, he really had the forethought and the, yeah. the, the vision of what it would be eventually. And he just kept encouraging me not to, to be hasty. Gotcha. And uh, he was right. Yeah. I, I, I don't want him to hear that. I was going to say, we, we got it recorded, <laughs> so he's going to hear it one way or another. Um, so Vinny, you're right. More, more than once, or yeah. that's the only time? Maybe, maybe once. Maybe once. <laughs> Um, and no, I, and I asked that because I, I know in my personal life, I, I, the firm that I was with previous to this, it, I felt that I was at that point in time. Now, granted, I was, I was 26 years old, and I always look back and say, it's our 10th year in business this year, so we're celebrating year 10. And, and I look awesome. back, and thank you. It, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and I try to go back 10 years and say, would I have, you know, being a 26-year-old self, would I have actually done it again? And I don't know if I would say yes. I just, mm-hmm. it, it took a lot of guts, and I, I just felt that I was at a point in my life where that was my only decision. You know, if I want to be in this business, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it on my own. Right. And so, you know, it kind of took me down that road, and it was the hardest conversation in my head was, and I'm sure you had probably played it in your head, right, talking to Vinny, minus talking to Caitlin and saying, okay, um, how do I pitch this to my, she was my fiance at the time, how do I tell her that I'm going to start my own business a year before we're getting married, and, and what's she going to say? So yeah. that was my hardest sale of the right. whole bunch. But right. um, no, she had, you know, she supported me every step of the way like Vinny did. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. But I, I love those stories because I think it, it puts into place where you are and, and what you've done with the business. So day one ownership, what, what kind of, uh, was it just like a normal day in the office for you guys? Or, or um, yeah. was any, any did feel different or uh, any different ownership feel to it or you know i i don't think so yeah because i've been doing all of the same daily practices Mm -hmm. for years at that point so um you know with the business the previous business owner being being ill and and um, just nearing retirement he wasn't there a lot anyways so it really didn't feel much different now as you know fast forward maybe two years it's maybe it started to hit me that wow we're yeah this is real. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty big thing. Yeah. Even though maybe at the time I didn't realize how big it really was. Mm-hmm. So. 
And there's no real playbook for business owners, there's right? There's not. <laughs> there's not at all. It's just do the best you can do on the daily, I yeah, think. Yeah. And, yeah. And especially when you're in, you know, we're in similar roles where I'm an advisor for our practice and the business owner, you're, you know, an advisor and agent in, for your own business. So mm-hmm. you're wearing multiple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it hard to navigate sometimes those multiple positions? And, and is it really, because there's never really been... Um, you didn't have anyone in your family that was a business owner, right? They didn't no. say, here, Aaron, do this, this, and this. It's kind of saying, figure it out, right? Right, right. Yeah, I came from a long line of blue-collar mm-hmm. um, union workers. Um, so they were pretty much the first, furthest thing from business owners, right. you know? And uh, so, no, it was just... Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. It, it's kind of a lonely world, isn't it? It is. There's points in times when you're, you're sitting there saying, oh, man, I, it's just me and, and who else out there. And unfortunately, right. when you build a team and you get good staff around you, they're always there to support That's you. That's very important. Um, but, yeah, it is. It can oftentimes be, be lonely. So. Right, right. Now, in uh, – your world, um, like like owning the business, I, I know more of a background since we've known each other for for quite some time. So, do you, what you did in taking that leap of faith and, and you know buying the business and, and running your own, did that kind of inspire Vinny to do his own thing? Do you think, or to have a little bit to in, to come into play with that? Maybe a little bit, but honestly, I think he always had more of the entrepreneurial mind, more mm-hmm. so than I did. Um, he just was in more of the supporting role. You know, gotcha. he had the stable job with the insurance and the, the every two week paycheck that kept us going. Sure. And um, once I was established and settled in my business, I think that opened the door for him to go ahead and do what he'd always wanted to do. Awesome. So he'd owned businesses prior, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, this was his baby for sure. Yeah. This last one. Yeah. yeah. And for those that don't know, it's, it's a distillery business. So. We should have had a third microphone, much more interesting than what we do. So. <laughs> much more, much more. Yeah, we could have talked to him about for days about that kind of stuff. So, um, so kind of transition a little bit. I, I, I wrote here my notes, a little bit more of a difficult question. Um, now, now, do you ever feel like isolated in the sense that in, in your line of work, is it? are you more of a male-dominated area? I know in the financial services industry, um, it is more male-dominated. I don't know, is, is that in your world, is it more male-female-dominated? It's changing, okay. Um, but definitely more male dominated. Okay. When I was younger, in, in my early twenties, I was always the youngest in the room, mm-hmm. of course, and I was always the only female in the room. Gotcha. There's a lot of um, proving that I had to do. Sure. So. And do you feel like there was ever you're you're held to a different pedestal or a different degree when because you're being young and a woman in the industry? Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and how did you kind of claw, claw your way out of that? Mm-hmm. You know, fight your way out of that. Just, I think, sheer stubbornness and determination. Yeah. You know, I wanted I wanted people to believe in me and um, respect me and, and uh, rely on me. Sure. So I always felt like I had to do 20, 30% more. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile because you, you had to prove that, you know, you yeah. were worthy of that. And um, I just think that's made me better in the end. Absolutely. But uh, definitely it was there. And and I think it's it speaks volumes to, to the level of work that you do, and like you said, going the extra mile and proving that that you're knowledgeable in there. And, and again, it, it's it's something that I can ever 
be right i'm not a female in your industry i'm a male in, in mine and and um you know it's it's a it's a you know i don't want to say disadvantage but it's a world that i'm not familiar to or familiar with because i'm not in it you know right. and that's why it's important to know and hear people's perspectives because they don't i don't think people quite understand the the, the sacrifice and the, the fighting and, and what you had to do to get to where you are right today. it wasn't just handed over to you no not at all so. <laughs> not at all no and, that, and it's it's awesome so now um that was that was a hard question that wasn't too bad right no okay. no that was i got that one enjoyed that one yeah did, did you ever feel like because again when you hear um in the media you know sometimes they portray it as is like a, i don't want to say as a woe is me but have you ever felt that saying i'm a, a woman business owner um i feel like it's it's you know pity or, or anything like that no okay it, actually just the opposite i'm Good. pretty proud Good. Yeah, pretty proud of it because I, I hear I hear people saying, you know, the female repression, things yeah. like that. And um, obviously that's out there sure. and there's discrimination of all sorts. But I feel like it's and I'm proof that you can overcome it. Absolutely. So well, and I, I think more people should pick your brain on how to do it. And mm-hmm. they may not like the answer because it means you work your tail off. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and get through it and fight and fight and fight. But. Um, I think that more people need to ask you about that because mm-hmm. I think that's, you got a great story there and, and something that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. But, um, so now it's more and more fun conversations uh, outside of the, the tough question. Now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so when, when it comes to, to, uh, owning a business, being a business owner, um, I guess what would be your biggest struggle so far in terms of, of running the business? I would say probably my work to real life or family balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super hard for me to disconnect. Um, I take it with me everywhere I go. I yeah. said, it's my, it's my second child, my second <laughs> marriage, you know, because I need to work on that, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it really, it's with me always. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, people say when you're self-employed, oh, you're so lucky. You can have all the time off you want. You can oh, go yeah. here and there. You're so, it's so flexible. And it's like, well, it is, that is a benefit of it. But, um, you know, you can't take too much advantage of that either, (laughs) but, um, they don't realize it's tied to you wherever you go. Yeah. This little cell phone right here, this thing that goes where you go. Exactly. And the unplugging part is, is difficult. Do you find yourself having to, um, go somewhere to unplug? Like, is it somewhere in the world, in the country that you go to literally, I can just unplug and get away from it? Or is it still something to struggle with? We try. Yeah, we try. Um, we, We'll take rides in the country in the car, mm-hmm. you know, and just no self service. No self service. <laughs> Perfect. And um, you know, just get out and have some fresh air and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome. I I, I found myself honestly, Aaron, with, with being able to unplug like at home. It's weird because Caitlin, my spouse, works with me, so we'll na- n- you know naturally talk about work and the business at home, but. Mm-hmm. Man, when I go home, I just, I'm done. I shut it down. I, I try not to even look at the emails or texts. Naturally, sometimes I do, but uh, I, I really found a, a good point where I exit this door, I can unplug That's and get good. out, which is nice. But yeah, um, it is something that, that we struggle with. And I'm sure, in your, especially in your peak seasons, it's even probably even more hard for you to disconnect. Yes. Um, but have you, have you guys tried like scheduled like quarterly vacations. I know we always have the grandiose plan. Every quarter we're going to take a vacation. I think we, I don't think we haven't accomplished that yet. So yeah, that's, we do one vacation a year. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you know, to out of state, um, we'll do weekends here and there, but, um, you know, honestly with my son being in the sports season, yeah. that makes it even more difficult. Um, because he's, he's always got something going on. Yeah. So as older he gets, the more difficult it becomes, but we definitely do one week away every year, 
come hell or high water. Yep, you're out. And um, yep, yep. And that's do you when you get to watch um, uh, your son like wrestle, play football. Is that is that a moment in time where you're like, okay, all my focus and attention is on him. I don't oh, care what's going yeah, on in the business world. For sure. That's yeah, cool. that's even though it's a big commitment, it's a lot of time spent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I love it. Yeah, I'll miss it immensely when it's gone one sure. day. Yeah. And our boys are only four and two, so they're not there yet. But I, I can only imagine that's a, a great way to just you know focus on one thing and one thing only. Yes. At that time. Yep. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, the, the, the so struggle wise, you know, we disconnecting and, and, um, unplugging from the business work-life balance. How about, um, running a team, hiring, finding good employees. Tell me a little bit about your staff. I know we, um, through the time we've met and talked, we've had some new faces here and there, but I think you guys got a rock solid team now. Mm-hmm. And, um, tell me a little bit more about them and, and was it easy to find them? Hard to find them? How did you go about getting people to work for you? Yeah, I would say that's probably number two. Yeah. Um, or tied with one, <laughs> um, the, the management of employees and the finding good quality employees, because mm-hmm. you want a team around you that's going to treat your customers the way you would right. when you're not there. And, um, so I, I have gone through, you know, and, and had some turnover, but right now, um, I actually, uh, we do property and casualty insurance at the mm-hmm. agency as well. And, um, I had a turnover there that was very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was venting to my best friend about it as girls do. Yeah. And, uh, she said, let me do it. And I said, what? And she <laughs> said, let me do it. And, you know, she's my son's godmother. We're her daughter's godparents. Yeah. We're more than just friends. Yeah. So we had family meetings about it. The kids were involved <laughs> and finally came to the decision that, we're going to, okay, we'll try, give it a try. Right. And it's not been easy. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, working with family, it's never easy, but sure. you know, I trust her with everything. And, um, so it's been a good relationship there and she yeah. handles the PNC side. And then, um, I have another health agent that's there part-time that, um, she came on as a temp mm-hmm. years ago and, um, she's just a really great person good. to have on your team. And then Sarah is our office manager. She's been with us um, for about a year and a half now, yeah. and she's been an amazing addition to our team. She keeps us all on track. Good. So yes. she's great. She is great. I, mm-hmm. I know. I talked. I talked to your whole team. They're all awesome. And and the uh, you know the, the, the Samantha, right? So your your mm-hmm. friend, like your sister, basically. Right. Were you guys um, were, like a little nervous, kind of? Because it is like I said, working with family. Was at, like this can't come in between our relationship business is business, yeah. but family's family. We have a, we have a strict agreement yeah. that we're going to lay everything on the table. You know, we're not going to hold anything in because if it festers, that's no good, right. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, if anything happens at work or happens to the work relationship, the personal relationship is still going to be what it is. Right. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Have you found that it's been pretty easy to, I mean, obviously you've had probably some, some challenges in there, but for the most part been pretty successful. I think so. I think we're doing okay. Yeah. You know, um, we talk about work when we're at home more than we probably should. Just that, just that disconnect issue. Exactly. Um, but, uh, it's great to have someone by your side that you can 100% rely on. Mm -hmm. Now what is, um, 
kind of the next steps for you know your business and and you have a bigger vision to say okay we want to expand um you know are we happy with what we're doing it's something that again i, I ask these questions partly because or majority like i want to know i'm yeah. learning from you um mm-hmm. as we're talking and and other business owners because it's it's you know oftentimes in my head well how do we continue doing what we're doing and you know, uh, spreading our, our word across the, the state or the country for that matter. Um, so have you thought about that in terms of expansion or adding on more staff? Have you given that much thought? Yeah, that's a, a rather constant thought, yeah. you know, and it's a matter of timing. Like, you know, you don't want to jump the gun on it. You don't mm-hmm. want to hire someone too soon, um, but you don't want to wait too long either and yeah. get overwhelmed. So um, I, I do know I need to hire someone to help with the Medicare side as mm-hmm. it's grown so much. Um, I have the issue of letting go. I want to be involved in every case. <laughs> sure. You know, I want to touch every case. So that's difficult for me too. Yeah. You know, the, the letting, delegation. the delegation, the letting go, the letting go of the control, I guess. <laughs> sure. Well, it's your name on the wall too. It is. You know, and that, that goes, uh, that's important. It so is. So I think that's, a, that is hard to do to, to delegate or let go and, and not be involved. But you know, if you, you you've done great hiring people so far, so I think that would continue. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, any new locations or or just gonna kind of take it one step at a time. I'm in the process of looking for um, a property to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, we've rented so far, and I really like the idea of laying down solid roots yeah. and and owning the place. So we, we've entered into that process just recently. Good. And um, so that's next. Yeah. That's next. Do you know location wise, or is that secret? Um, <laughs> I'm you know property right now is tough. That's crazy. So I want to stay around Canal Fulton, yeah. you know, because that's the community that's been, you know, that that I've been integral. Sure. They've been integral to me and I've been very much involved with them. And, yeah. and that's, even though I didn't grow up there, I don't live there. That's my business home. So I really don't want to stray away from there too much, but, um, I live in Jackson township. So I, you know, somewhere between the two yeah. is kind of my mind. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is it something where do you ever feel like you can be in a position down the road to sell your second child, your second spouse, <laughs> second family? Um, that's a tough. That's a tough thing to think about, right? You bought it from someone. Yeah. Is there going to be a point in time where you become the seller, or is this something that Luca takes over, or you know, who knows? Right? Who knows? He has absolutely no interest at yeah. this point. I mean, his dad owns a distillery, so yeah. if he's going to choose Briefly one, he's, so. he's probably going to choose that one. But um, I think eventually, it pro- you know. If I found the right buyer, yeah. I mean, the the great thing or the 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 perfect thing would be is if I found someone like myself sure. that I could raise throughout the business and they could get to know the customers over the years right. and I could hand it down. Um, so your your mentor taught you that, you know, obviously that the, mm-hmm. you know he groomed you whether you you knew it or not or he knew it at that not at that time that you were going to be the potential owner and, right. and buyer of the business. So that would be an ideal ideal right fit. exactly. Um, do you have any idea when that time is? Not tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, gosh, no. No, I have a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, good. A lot good. of years. The yeah. nice part about our businesses is if we really wanted to, I could semi-retire and yeah. still run it. You yeah. know, so that's in the back of my mind, too. I can I don't know if I ever see myself fully retiring. Right. Just continue so, to plug just away. Just continue to plug yeah. away. I might get to a point. You never know, but. And this is something that the uh, the our proverbial handbook that we don't have would come into handy right now, right? Yeah. Tell us how to do this, when to hire someone, when to move to a new location, but right. you just kind of figure it out, right? You do, you do. <laughs> um, 
Um, so anything else you'd like want to add, Aaron, about the you know owning a business, running a business? Um, any message you'd want to give to you know twenty year old Aaron um, or or a young uh, woman out there that that wants to start her own business or man that wants to start his own mm-hmm. business? Anything that you want to give them or any any advice you'd want to give to that young individual? Um, I would just tell them to go for it. Yeah, you know. I always tell my son that if you don't try, you fail. Sure. Um, you may fail if you try, mm-hmm. but you won't know until you do it. So, but if you don't do it, you're 100% going to fail. Yeah. So if you if your heart's leading you that way, and uh, give it a shot. Yeah. And, and how many times have you failed? Probably too many to count. How many no. times have I? You know, All the time. Constantly, continue to do that. No one likes to fail, but no. if you don't leave yourself an opportunity or to be vulnerable, put yourself in that position. You are, you've already failed. Exactly. Right? So awesome. Well, I, I, I truly appreciate you, you know, coming out and, and doing this and, you know, getting out of your comfort zone here to hop on the podcast. It means a lot to us and, yeah. and really spending some time with you to talk about the business. So I've learned a lot more about your business and where your mind is. So you've been helpful to me and I'm sure to, to also people listening. So thank you, Aaron. Right. Thank you. I appreciate yep. it. And so if you guys want to contact us or, or get a hold of our office, you can uh, reach out to us here in the office at 330 473 1060, or you can look us up on the website. Our website is www.bashrock-fg.com. And Aaron, really quickly, if you don't mind, uh, give your your business information and contact information. Yeah, sure. Uh, Carbone Insurance, and the phone number is 330-854-9300. And our website is carbone-insurance.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Aaron, and thank you all for, for listening to this podcast. Thanks. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.